Hey guys, it's Morgan Zeggers. I am so glad that you're back for another episode of Some Sanity, my favorite show, because it's mine. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, my favorite show is Mark Levin's show. But I hope you guys had a really great week. This is the second episode of the week because now we're doing two episodes per week. What up? How's it going? If you want the video version, you can see this pretty face on YouTube. Meh. I'm just kidding. I don't I look a little rough when I do these. Um you see this pretty face on YouTube, or you can just listen to my voice on Apple and Spotify, the apps. So if you have other podcast platforms that you want me to be on, definitely let me know. I just am unaware because I'm a boomer. Um, and that's okay. I embrace it. Today, we're going to talk about some of my favorite topics. And by that, I mean some of my least favorite topics because it's so frustrating all of the rioters and looters that had their charges dropped. And then we're going to find out why there are a bunch of New York PD officers who are getting in trouble for how they behaved in the riots. But we're going to just drop the charges on hundreds and hundreds of people who did riot and loot in the streets of New York City. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about why the left actually thinks we need to replace the American flag. And then I found a little article about what we need to know about the Delta variant. So I think, you know, let's have a little lesson, a little learning sesh together. Um, but you guys, thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, please review the podcast. Five stars, please. <laughs> and then, um, you know, no big deal. Just say it in text. Do the text review that this is the best podcast you have ever heard in your whole life. I don't ask for much, you guys. Just say best podcast you've ever heard. All right. That's all. Um, let's get into this first article because this is kind of like part one of the riot looter New York City story. This one's about what happened to the rioters and looters. And then we're going to read about what happened to the actual police officers who were involved trying to protect the neighborhoods. Um, the article is called District Attorneys Dropped Most Looting Cases from Last Year's Riots in New York City, Leaving Business Owners Disgusted. Uh, it's from The Blaze, written by Paul Saka. So, district attorneys in New York City have dropped looting cases against hundreds of suspects who were charged during last summer's riots in the wake of George Floyd's death, according to a new report. Allowing the looters to get off scot-free has disgusted some New York City business owners who had their stores ravaged by last year's protests and riots that occurred on a regular basis. According to NYPD data analyzed by WNBC-TV, there were 118 arrests made in the Bronx in early June last year during one of the worst periods of looting and riots. Despite many of the suspects being caught on surveillance footage or bragging about committing crimes on social media... I'm sorry, but we have a society where like there's no consequences for actions, and so people are just happy to promote when they're breaking the law now. It's really an awesome thing. But I digress. Uh, despite many of the subjects being caught on surveillance footage or bragging about committing crimes on social media, Bronx District Attorney Darcel Clark has reportedly dismissed 73, more than 60%, 73 of the cases. There have been 19 convictions mostly for lesser counts like trespassing, which carries no jail time. There are 18 cases, only that remain open. Wow, that's quite the, quite the hitter right there. So out of 118 arrests, when most of them were bragging about it on social media that they did it, they just didn't have enough evidence. And so 73, more than half, were dismissed. That's really great. Let's keep going. Um, 
so this, it talks about a few business owners that are upset that say the numbers, to be honest with you, are disgusting. I was in total shock that everything's being brushed off. And that's exactly the problem. The business owners are mad because, well, the government, the law enforcement, the, the DA's office, they're setting the precedent that it's okay to do this. We are not going to throw you in jail. We're not going to give you the actual punishment. We're not going to prosecute you or, or really punish you at all for committing crimes and for damaging other people's property, for ruining people's livelihoods, their small businesses. That's what we're dealing with here. Um, and so it's totally right. Um, down, though, here's some more numbers. This one's about Manhattan. It says, in Manhattan, where there was a nearly nightly unrest, there were reportedly 485 arrests for looting and burglary. 485 but 222 cases have been dropped. 73 had the charges reduced significantly, and 128 cases remain open, according to the data. There were 40 cases involving juveniles that were sent to family court. Now, here's what's interesting. They're claiming they're overworked, and they're claiming they don't have the time and the resources to handle all of these cases. So, in response to this, the former New York PD chief of patrol, Wilbur Chapman, said if they are so overworked then that they can't handle the mission that they're hired for, then maybe they should find another line of work. It allowed people who committed crimes to go scot-free. Yeah, exactly. Now, New York PD De Deputy Inspector A Andrew Aria, Arias noted that painstaking work went into proving each case. We had to analyze each case individually and see if, in fact, we could prove the right person had committed the crime, Arias said, adding that the follow-up investigations into looting were tedious. In an internal memo, Vance allegedly said there were over 600 commercial bur burglary arrests in addition to over 3,500 unindicted felony cases waiting to move forward in the courts but were put on hold due to the coronavirus pandemic. Before dropping the cases, Vance purportedly instructed his prosecutors to review the criminal histories of the defendants, whether police could really place the suspects at the scenes, and if the suspects had any damage, had caused any damage to the store. Vance allegedly told his office, quote, for, for many of these commercial burglaries, you will be asked to reduce the initial felony charge to a misdemeanor and to dispose of the case with an eye towards rehabilitation. Let's take that one back in. Okay, so before dropping the cases, Vance, who is this Vance guy again? I'm trying to figure out. Either way, Vance, in internal communication, said that we need to individually analyze each case and then decided before dropping the cases to instruct his prosecutors to review the criminal histories of the defendants. So judging them on like, mm, are they always bad or were they just bad on this one night when they got really mad and like started looting a store? <laughs> and then determined if they were going to be able to drop the case or not. And they ended up dropping, what, more than half of them? And then focus on an eye towards rehabilitation. Guys, an eye towards rehabilitation would be to have swift justice for anybody that thinks it's okay to riot and loot something that is not theirs, public property, private property, private small businesses. It's unacceptable. And I don't care what your criminal past is when you do it, as if that should count for why you're judged the way that you are. You should just be judged on a flat basis of did you do it or not? Did you do this wrong deed or not? Because you're going to get in trouble if you did. 
It's frustrating. So the Manhattan DA also told prosecutors that they should strive to reach the, quote, continued goal to achieve consistency and equitable treatment in these cases. Equitable. It's a classic leftist word. Um, WNBC reported, quote, Bronx DA Darcel Clark declined repeated requests for an interview, as did Manhattan DA Cy Vance, whose office has been busy with a team of prosecutors investigating separate allegations of tax fraud surrounding President Trump's businesses, allegations President Trump denies. Wow. So that's who we're dealing with, you guys. We're dealing with somebody that's more interested in looking into a former president's business dealings purely out of political reasons because they do believe in attacking political opponents and political thought leaders that challenge their authority and challenge their their grasp over society cares about that more than getting the people that are burning down the city. You gotta love it. So that's kind of the story there, that the district attorneys are dropping most looting cases from last year in New York City. Now, let's transition to the next phase of the story, part two, where this headline says, as NYDAs drop charges against rioters, New York PD watchdog concludes that 39 officers deter- deserve punishment for the response to Black Lives Matter riots last year. So now 39 officers are going to get punished for their response to how they handled rioters and looters last year. I can't wait to read this. <sighs> so this one is by Phil Shiv- Phil Shiver. Shiver. There I go again with the pronunciations. I don't know. I shouldn't have a podcast, you guys. Dang. Um, following the news, the district attorneys in New York City have dropped the majority of cases against rioters in recent months. An oversight board for the city's police has recommended that 39 officers face disciplinary action for their conduct during last year's Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, what are the details? In the report released Monday, the Civilian Complaint Review Board concluded that 14 officers, including a captain and a sergeant, should face criminal charges for their behavior, while the remaining 25 should face disciplinary penalties ranging from 1 to 10 days. So not only are we defunding the police, not only are we attacking them and shooting them in broad daylight these days because we don't like them, which is horrible, we are now just going to find ways to say, you didn't handle these violent, peaceful protesters in the best way possible. So we're going to have to remove you from your position for a serious amount of time. Um, and we're going to charge you with criminal charges for your response to how to save a city from being burned and looted. Um, all right, let's see. Complaints leveled against the officers leading to recomm- or leading to recommended discipline included force, abuse of authority, offensive language, discourtesy and untruthful statement okay so if you're lying that's not good right we don't want to encourage actually immoral behavior but offensive language interesting so far the ccrb has substantiated 26 claims of misconduct containing 48 allegations against 39 officers the watchdog organization wrote in the report The board has recommended serving charges in 12 complaints, command discipline B in four complaints, and command discipline A in 10 complaints. The current substantiation rate in fully investigated protest complaints is 35%. The CCRB noted that since the start of its investigation last summer, it has received over 750 complaints relating to the behavior of NYPD officers during the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, I'm sorry 
Of course you're going to have hundreds of complaints against NYPD from Black Lives Matter when they don't want accountability as they riot and loot and burn down buildings. Of course you're going to get complaints about the people that they want to defund and kill because they say kill the pigs and stuff, right? Of course you're going to have that. That's kind of a little bias. Uh, it's, it's just so... I'm I, Okay. In the end, those notices resulted in 303 cases containing more than 2,000 allegations that fell within the organization's jurisdiction. The watchdog added that it is awaiting interviews with officers in 38 of 147 investigations that still remain open and is facing unprecedented challenges identifying officers involved in the complaints due to their failure to follow identification protocols. I'm sorry, but I'm sure... Based on the videos that we've all seen that go around social media whenever these riots happen, it's dark and there's a lot going on and it's kind of a freaky scene. I'm sure it's a little difficult to go through the identification protocol when you're being attacked by rioters and looters. What else? The report comes as New York City district attorneys have dropped hundreds of charges against rioters and looters in recent months, angering businesses in the city that were ravaged as part of the protests. Additionally, in the cases that haven't been dropped, a bulk of the suspects were reportedly tried on lesser counts, such as trespassing. In the meantime, the district attorneys are reportedly prioritizing a probe into the Trump organization on allegations of tax, loan, and insurance fraud. You guys. How disappointing is that? I feel like because of how insane all of the riots and looting was, I kind of assumed that They were going through a a path to justice for the small businesses and for people. I figured it would be a long path, but I thought that they were at least trying to hold these people accountable and to know that they're not is very disappointing, I think, and really surprising. And not only that, but the fact that they're prioritizing the Trump administration or the Trump organization probe is like, to me, it, it's just a, a little mind-blowing to me. Um, but at the same time, I don't know the backgrounds of these DAs. I don't know the backgrounds of these of these people in like the higher offices of law enforcement that are focusing more on a Trump organization probe than actually finding and, and prosecuting the people that were burning and looting their own city. So, well, I guess that's leftism for you. You know what I mean? Uh, you guys, this, this is pretty wild. Um, I have been surprised at how little we've seen in terms of the rioting and looting this summer, because, you know, I would say June, we kind of entered that phase of, of, uh, riot season. That's what I've called it last year. And what I assumed was going to happen again this year. I think it's going to happen again as soon as they find something to get mad about. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a situation of, Oh, the George Floyd case is over. We're going to be finished they're still just as angry and they're looking for justification on why they can continue to go out in the streets and do this. Um, And we saw that yet in the last episode where I talked about the Black Lives Matter people at the George Floyd protest, or George Floyd Square, where they they held a black trans woman, councilwoman, hostage until she signed their list of demands for black lives and for, quote, the people. So that's what we're dealing with here prepare for another season of rioting, another riot season, and just always stay strapped, my my people. 
always stay strapped, my friends, because you could be the next person that's in the viral video of a vehicle getting attacked by Black Lives Matter just for maybe having an American flag on your car, an American flag sticker, a patriotic sticker, who knows what. I have a Sig Sauer sticker on my Jeep. Anything could really make them mad and cause you to be the next person that gets attacked in the streets. So just stay protected, you guys. Um, with that, let's transition into the next thing. Okay, let's go. Okay, so next up, mm -mm -mm, another flag story, my babes. Here we go. So quick shout out, Zegers Freedom Flags. I make flags, so I care about flags. That's why we're talking about this one. This is another Blaze article. I don't know why I'm so into the Blaze articles these today. But um, the Blaze, an article by Chris Enlow. It says, to celebrate Juneteenth, a Grammy winner wants to cancel the American flag. Divisive and incorrect is what she said it is. <sighs> That's a look. So... In celebration of Juneteenth, Grammy award-winning singer Macy Gray wants to cancel the American flag as it currently exists. Wow. I can't wait to read why. Gray's proposal came on the same day that President Joe Biden signed a bill declaring Juneteenth, June 19th, the day on which the abolition of slavery is annually celebrated, a federal holiday. Okay, that's a good day to celebrate. But what did Gray say? Writing an essay for Market Watch, the five-time Grammy nominee claimed that Old Glory now represents the same values as the Confederate flag, citing the deadly riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Uh, this is another article. I haven't read it yet. I wanted to save it. I wanted to save it for you guys so that we could react together because, wow. Um, now, flashback. Remember if five... How long ago? Remember the a couple years ago, a few handful of years ago, let's say that. Remember a handful of years ago when the left started to want to take down the statues of Confederate soldiers and they said it was just this. This we just want to get rid of people that wanted slavery and fought against us in the Civil War. And it was like, eh, you know, it makes sense, but uh just stop there. And everybody kind of said that of like, well, yeah, that okay, that makes sense, but don't do it again. And then some people started to warn because they were starting to advocate for things like, I don't know, taking down statues of our founders, our founding fathers, George Washington, and then transitioning into people like Abraham Lincoln who freed the slaves. It just continued to go on. And, and I think this has all happened, especially over the last year or so, where it's become exacerbated thanks to critical race theory and the 1619 Project. But... We are in a, a cultural revolution where they are distorting what happened in history. They're changing what our perception of history should be and our thoughts on what this country was founded on, what our country's founding documents really mean and represent, and what our founders, the people that we look up to and celebrate uh, on our national holidays, they're trying to distort all of that and, and re remove uh, the ability for us to be proud of those things. Uh, and so that's what we're dealing with here. It's a cultural revolution of changing what we as a society can celebrate and come together on. Uh, so the idea that now the American flag is connected to the Confederacy and the Confederate flag, it's a little interesting for me because I, I remember how this all started with Confederate soldiers' monuments being removed. And so it's the same thing of like when they call us racist now, like random conservatives, like I get called a racist or a Nazi all the time. 
It's it's like, yeah, because racists are bad and now you have to try and tie us into the bad thing as if we are that exact thing when we aren't. And so they're putting false labels on us and then using that false label as justification for why we need to be removed from the public square, why we don't deserve the same public platforms as everybody else, etc. So let's go into this. Quote, the Confederate battle flag, which was crafted as a symbol of opposition to the abolishment of slavery, is just recently tired. We don't see it much anymore. However, on the 6th, when the stormers rained on the nation's most precious hut, our waving or waving old glory. Wait, what? We don't see it much anymore. However, on the 6th, yeah, I've got to reread this. We don't see it much anymore. However, on the 6th, when the stormers rained on the nation's most precious hut, waving old glory, the memo was received. The American flag is its replacement. <laughs> so that's what she wrote. Um, President Biden Madam Harris and members of Congress, the American flag has been hijacked as code for a specific belief. Conservatism, Americanism, patriotism. And our beliefs are now considered like domestic terrorism to the left because that's what they're trying to build us into because they're communists and they want to establish us as the domestic terrorists, the wrong thinkers. So the American flag represents that. Think about that. Just basic conservatives. It represents our, our views. Well, it used to also represent Democrats and classical liberals and, and just basic liberals' views, but, you know, what happened to them? They've kind of just gone along with the radical left, right? So, like the Confederate flag, it is tattered, dated, divisive, and incorrect. Interesting. Because Ragged Old Flag by Johnny Cash is one of my favorite songs. When I started Zegger's Freedom Flags... I used to do this ragged flag version. This is an embarrassing story, but so I have, we have a bunch of different flags for the flag company. When I was in college, I used to just kind of do a bigger version that was three foot and then a smaller version, which was two feet. And then one day I was like, what if we like made the flags rugged, ragged, rustic, you know, like all torn up the way that it's described in Johnny Cash's song, Ragged Old Flag. And so I started... I would make the beautiful flag, and before I put a coat of poly on it to finish it off, I would just sand the edges down. I would sand it all over. I'd, I'd scuff up the, the stars and everything, and I would really get into it. So I would take chains and, like, smack heavy metal chains onto the wood to, like, give it this, like, really beaten look. <laughs> this is really stupid looking back on it, and they're probably really ugly compared to what we do now. But then I would take the flag, and I would run it, down the street. And so this is a pretty dumb thing as well. It looked cool in a way, but I would place the flag down. And I know it's technically like the flag touching the ground, but it's not the actual American flag. It's it's a piece of wood. So I would put the wood down onto the street facing down and then plant my, feet, my hands onto it. And I would basically like charge forward and slide the flag across the road and I would be like running behind it like pushing the flag so it really tore that thing up and then uh, I stopped one day doing that because one time instead of putting it and running it horizontally the way that I should have when I did my my sprints with it I actually flipped it vertically and then pushed the flag and then there was these like ugly marks going up and down the flag that 
totally didn't go with it at all. And so I was like, I'm done tearing these things up after I worked so hard to carve the stars. Either way, long story short, I love the song Ragged Old Flag. And that's the name of the, the flag that I used to make as well. And I think it's interesting that her justification is that it's a tattered flag. It's tattered and dated. It's kind of the point of the song that Johnny Cash sings. It's it's this tattered, torn up piece of fabric that represents so much and has been with us through so much, been through so many trials and tribulations and struggles. And it's still here. And it's and we're still just so proud of it. And still min- millions and millions of people are still so proud of it. So her words do not justify us and, and really don't represent many people at all, I would say. Um, but we continue. It is no longer representing democracy and freedom. It no longer represents all of us. It's not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. You're literally not forced to honor it. Okay, thank you so much. Among other problems with the American flag, which is currently 50 stars and 13 stripes, Gray contended that the flag should have 52 stars to include Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. Okay, that means you're adding states. Interesting. And then, do you like how she just like fits a policy desire in there? Um, and the white stripes should be, no, no. See, this is why I like to not read these articles because it's so funny to just, <sighs> okay, let's see what this says. And the white stripes should be off-white because the color, which represents purity and innocence, does not accurately represent America. It's, it's just like, can't you just be thankful for all the progress that we've made, all the work that we've done, and understand comparative history for just one little second that every country has kind of sucked a lot, but it's our principles and our founding documents that have gotten us to a point where we can look at our problems and then fix them. After a lot of work, of course, it's a very long road to fixing the problems, but we do fix them. We have this beautiful system that's so delicate and fragile but so intentional in how it was created. Can't we just be thankful for a little bit? Because I don't know, you guys, history is kind of gross. History is disgusting. There are so many problems with it. There are really terrible stories. Like when you hear like the Romans, like gladiators, I'm sorry, but like we people used to have entertainment of watching people kill each other in an arena. Life is not fun, throughout most of history and people were smelly and disgusting and never showered or any of those things. And we just don't have to deal with any of that in America. Just be thankful for the most basic things that we have here and then say, all right, we got some problems to fix. What are we going to do? Don't tell us we can't have white in a flag because it's too pure for us. (sighs) She said, okay, What if the stripes were off-white? What if there were 52 stars to include D.C. and Puerto Rico? What if the stars were all the colors of all of us, your skin tone and mine, like the melanin scale? (gasps) So now not only do we have to have off-white, off-white stripes on the flag, we should have the melanin scale to include representation of all skin colors on our flag. Okay. The blue square represents vigilance and perseverance. Yeah. And the red stripes stand for valor. American is, uh, oh, America is all those things. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
So what if those elements on the flag remained? The U.S. has flown the same American flag design since 1960. Ohio high schooler Bob Heft was credited for designing the current flag. So what does Gray's proposed flag look like? This. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's just stars with bl- that are black and brown and off-white and then an off-white set of stripes. Okay, it's interesting. And this kind of reminds me of how they've distorted the pride flag instead of just the rainbow stripes. Now it's that that arch, or what is it, the arrow, where it's like blue and pink and white and black and brown to represent black people, brown people, and trans people along inside of the gay pride flag. Um, interesting. And a reminder, if you guys haven't heard last episode, there was a military march for some soldiers that that they were going to all do a pride march and they they carried that flag the american pride flag and then their the poster on it was that distorted pride flag so it's like even when you think that things are just like oh stupid things that you see on social media then you find out that like our military members are marching to that flag it's like oh great that's nice that's fun good to know next thing actually you guys um, a little segue in between. We just talked about flags. Well, your girl makes flags. I'm a little Betsy Ross, okay? Uh, Handmake wooden American flags with my mom and my dad. I started it to pay off my student loan debt, and I did, and now it's just a family business. So that's what's up. Um, it's super fun. If you ever want a flag, go to zeggersfreedomflags.shop. Buy your flag. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and you're supporting my family business. Oh, how fun, how sweet, how American. Last story, though. Let's go. Okie dokie. Last thing. We are going to do a little quick breakdown of this Delta variant news that we're hearing with, with COVID. Um, you guys, I don't know if you've seen the polls that have come out, but basically the polls are showing that Americans are pretty fed up and would never support lockdowns again especially if there's like a new variant that's coming out. So we're going to read through what the Associated Press, very trustworthy people, uh, have to say about the Delta variant to see what's going on here. So what should I know about the Delta variant? It is by Aniruda Gosal. I said that wrong, didn't I? Um... What should I know about the Delta variant? It's a version of the coronavirus that has been found in more than 80 countries since it was first detected in India. It got its name from the World Health Organization, which names notable variants after letters of the Greek alphabet. Viruses constantly mutate, and most changes aren't concerning. But there is a worry that some variants might evolve enough to be more contagious, cause more severe illness, or evade the protection that vaccines provide. Experts say that the Delta variant spreads more easily because of mutations that make it better at latching onto cells in our bodies. In the United Kingdom, the variant is now responsible for 90% of all infections. In the U.S., it represents 20% of infections, and health officials say it could become the country's dominant type as well. I'm sorry, but that does not mean that you bring the traumatic shutdown of a country like you did last year. It's there's just no 
no excuse for it. And if you're in a blue state where they're going to try and do it again, I say get out of there right now. It's not clear yet whether the variant makes people sicker since more data needs to be collected, said Dr. Jacob John, who studied viruses at the Christian Medical College at Vellore in southern India. Studies have shown that the available vaccines work against variants, including the Delta variant. Okay. Okay, then then I'm not really worried because we have a vaccination. Anybody who wants to get vaccinated in America or who has wanted to get vaccinated can or already has been vaccinated. It's just not something we have to worry about anymore. If you want to get vaccinated against COVID, you can, and then you won't get the COVID-19 infection. And that's the end of that. There's no need to have shutdowns or more regulations because there's a vaccination. Remember when the goal was to get a vaccination so that we couldn't, we wouldn't have to do this anymore. And now what? We're, we're scaring people about a new variant. It's all in my Twitter. Like, I know Twitter now can, like, set what's in the trending bar. What's always trending is what you need to know about the new Delta variant. Here's what might be the case about the Delta variant. We think that it works with the vaccine, but but we don't know. I mean, the vaccine might not work, you know? We just don't know. So get scared, people. Get freaked out. There's going to be a round four, whatever round we're on right now. Ugh. So, uh, researchers in England studied how effective the two-dose AstraZeneca and Pfizer-BioNTech vaccines were against it compared with the alpha variant that was first detected in the UK. The vaccines were protective for those who got both doses, but were less among those who got one dose. Yeah, that makes sense. It's why experts say it's important to be fully vaccinated. It's why they say making vaccines accessible globally is so critical. I'm sorry, we have literally donated millions of vaccinations at this point from America to other countries around the world. We are in that phase. This should be a happy time, happy time. It's like when a child is crying at their very nice, luxurious birthday party that their rich parents have created and paid for them, and they're just sobbing on the floor, and you want to be like, listen, this is happy time. This is something to be smiley about. You crying right now. It's not working, not working, okay? It's not working for me. So this is how I feel about these guys. It's like you're just trying to be upset about something and it's not gonna work. You're not gonna bring the negativity and the fear into us anymore because we've fully learned this lesson, people. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. So that's my thought on that, you guys. Ugh. I just, it's not like I'm, I don't have like PTSD from it, but it's just like hearing them say, oh, it's coming back. It might come back. Things might be worse. This might be a worse variant than the original COVID. It's just like makes my eye twitch a little because I'm like, mm, please, please don't make us do this again. Please, please, please. So it all just gets back to like become as self-sufficient as freaking possible. Find happiness in those around you, in your family literally become self-sufficient, self-sustaining. Don't rely on anybody for anything, especially the government, because they could do this round two, round three, round four. We never know when China's about to release the next one. Sorry, it's going to happen. Um, that's how I feel about it. So we just literally never know. And my best advice for you guys, stay educated. Don't, you know what? I'm going to go on a rant. You can't make people want 
to care. You can't make people want to understand. You can't make people want to be more passionate about something. You just can't. But for those of you who do care, for those of you who are interested in bettering yourself, read books, read the classics, read the books that have been written over the last hundreds of years that talk about this, that talk about balance of power and structure of government. Don't just listen to people in the 21st century talking about their takes on things. Like I've stopped listening to most things. I I used to listen to radio shows and podcasts every morning and every night. And I thought that I was learning things and I'm realizing, no, I'm just hearing other people's thoughts on things. And I know that's stupid for me to say because I'm literally doing a podcast right now, but it's just my opinion on it. We aren't going to come up with thoughts of our own and the ability to critically think if we just get told to question things when somebody else on the internet or somebody on the screen tells us to. It's like we need to just be taking charge for ourselves, our our individual selves, and focusing on us because when it all, like when SHIT hits the fan, I mean, think of if if China does it again, but with a, a more deadlier version, more deadlier virus that can, I don't know, affect children or affect healthy people. Can you imagine what's going to happen? I mean, think about what happened with COVID-19, probably manufactured in a China lab. Maybe this is going to get my video banned. I don't know. Think of what would happen if COVID-19 happened all over again, but like this time with a slightly more aggressive virus. That would be something, wouldn't it? It'd be horrible. And we would go through all of this times 20 because then healthy people would be dying as well. And it wouldn't only be affecting people who are overweight or unhealthy or, or susceptible to disease. Who knows? But things will get really, really weird really quickly. And I think that this was in a way like an example of what's to come, but just a little, a little taste of it. So just my suggestion is become as self-sufficient as possible because you literally never know. Did, Did we expect this to happen? A pandemic to hit? And then for all of our media to just like totally cover up the fact that it was made in communist China and then Trump to lose and then Biden to come in and do absolutely nothing. And he's controlled by this bureaucracy that has no faces for us to hold accountable. Did we expect any of this? No. So we don't know. Like we aren't going to get out of COVID and then be like, ah, it's the glory days are back again. Like everything's fine. It's going to be just thing after thing after thing, like life doesn't get easier. We're going to keep facing these. And and this has been, you know, a wild, wild last two years. Imagine if it was just a little bit worse though, and be prepared for that. Read everything that you can. And I mean, like read the classics. I mean, like get a solid understanding of what you think on the inside, not what some commentator says and then you repeat it because that was my problem i used to have that problem of like thinking oh i listen to rush all the time i listen to mark levin all the time and then when people asked like my feelings were really just reflections of what they had said and so understanding that i needed to be able to have a solid understanding of things on my own and the ability to to contemplate both sides and then to come up with the my thoughts on it even if it probably was just going to end up being like rush's or like mark levin's 
it just was important for me to have that path in my brain of, of looking at all of the sides and then thinking up what my thoughts were and what my opinions on it were by myself. That, all that learning, like focus on your mind and then become as self-sufficient as you possibly can. Whatever you think that means in your life. Like, do you rely on anybody in your life right now that you really shouldn't? Do you rely on the government for something? Do you have a lot of debt? Think of how where the economy is going. Get yourself in a really good position is all I'm saying. I don't know if that sounds like doomsday. It's just more of I care about you guys and you know I care about myself too. I care about my life and that's what I'm doing in my life right now because I just – I know I certainly didn't expect the last two years. Um, and if it happens again, I don't think it will be the same because I don't think we're going to agree to what our authoritarian bureaucracy – has been forcing us into. So I think it's going to be definitely an interesting, interesting future for us ahead in America. Um, with that, I'm going to head out you guys. I hope you have a nice weekend. Happy 4th of July, and I'll see you next week. Bye.